May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So originally, when I agreed to preach today, uh, the gospel lesson was uh, very straightforward. It was Jesus telling Peter that he needed to forgive 70 times 7. In other words, absolutely no excuses accepted. You need to forgive each other. I was ready. I knew what I needed to say. I knew what I wanted to say. And just as I was leaving for vacation, I got an email that we're celebrating Holy Cross Day. So I have to tell you, I'm with a writer who wrote that when we start talking about the cross— The cross, like other symbols or pictures, very often speaks to us at a level we can't make sense of. And I know exactly what he was saying. So here I stand, already way in over my head. (laughs) So the cross means many things to many people. It's ubiquitous and can be found everywhere and anywhere. Football players crossing themselves before the game or when they're making a touchdown. Baseball players when they're coming up to bat. The dean told me today about uh, getting on an Aeromexico flight, and right before taking off, the flight attendant sat down and crossed herself. So I don't know about you, but I might have said, can I get off this flight, please? (laughs) Crosses are on jewelry of every kind of description. There's decorative crosses in homes, on our clothing. Crosses everywhere is a fashion statement. Perhaps for some, it's a sign of luck or power or victory. And for some, symbols of personal piety. And sadly... There are those who use the cross in ways that are an abomination for most of us. The swastika, an ancient religious symbol, co-opted by the Nazis forever, a symbol of evil and intolerance. The Ku Klux Klan burning fiery crosses to intimidate people of color and Jews and whoever else doesn't fit into their narrow world view. The plethora of crosses in our society as a symbol or as a sign, despite what so many so-called Christian leaders might profess, does not signal that we are a Christian nation. But as one writer puts it, perhaps we are Christ-haunted, remnants of old knowledge about faith and belief, but not really sure anymore of what faith is all about or what Jesus is all about in our lives and in our world. Rowan Williams writes that some of us are in such a hurry to get to the cross that they pass right over Jesus' ministry and teaching. And perhaps it's just easier that way. It's certainly safer. It's much easier to display a cross 
than to actually live as followers of a way of life that is totally out of step with the culture around us. And our creed actually reinforces that rush to the cross. As nothing apparently happens between born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate. But we know from our Gospels that quite a bit happened. And perhaps that's the point of this Holy Cross Day. That we we remember that the cross was not just an episode that ended Jesus' life, but that the cross was the fulfillment of what his life was all about. The gospel lesson today is from Jesus' final discourse to the world. It's six days before the Passover. The cross is looming. And in this discourse, he says the most amazing thing. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to me. What a radical, scandalous, and inclusive message. There is no list of who is in, who is out, who is acceptable, and who is not. When I am lifted up, I will draw all people to me. I was just in New York City and had the opportunity to go to the 9-11 Memorial Museum. It's a profound, moving memorial to those who died and to those who were there that day. Lining the walls in one area of the memorial, there are photographs, hundreds and hundreds of them, of all the people who died that day, those in the towers, in the Pentagon, and on a hill in Pennsylvania. The wall also includes the photos of the first responders, the firemen, the police, the paramedics, the doctors, the nurses, other passerbys who all showed up that day, ran into those buildings to help, and lost their lives. It's a display that's really hard to look at, but it's impossible to look away. You're compelled to walk along looking at the names and the faces. The memorial has a quote from Virgil that takes up another whole wall in the museum and says, no day shall erase you from the memory of time. Those words haunted me as I contemplated the deaths of so many people. But what also struck me as I looked at those faces that they represented all of us. They were a microcosm of this world we live in. Widely different personalities, every color, every religion, rich, poor, men, women. And the first responders were not making lists 
of who they were going to rescue. They were drawing all to them, bringing them to safety if they could, dying for them if they couldn't. A quote on the wall from a first responder was, we went in as individuals. We came out together. And perhaps that's still a message for us today. Each one of us, created in the image of God, all in this world, gathered together. When Jesus said that he would draw all people to himself, we don't get to ignore that. If we are to be followers of Jesus and follow in the way of Jesus, we don't get to decide who's in and who's out, who's worth saving or not. This can be radical. And yes, it can be scandalous and perhaps a little scary and a little lonely at times to stand in opposition against the current realities of this world we live in, a world that categorizes and divides, a world that at times builds walls and enacts laws to make sure that those who are different know their place in it. In his final message to his disciples, Jesus was preparing them for what was to come and what they were to do when he was gone. His message was about discipleship. To serve Jesus is to follow him, to continue his work, to feed and tend his sheep. We, too, are called to be his disciple, to remember what he taught us and how he lived his life. He became like us so that we might be like him and to be a witness to that life. Is to call, it, it's a call to pick up our cross and follow him. And this call is not always an easy way to live. In a novel by Rumer Godin, she describes an abbey church with a cross intertwined with a crown of thorns. The cross signifying the deep peace and the incredible love available for all of us, but always marked by the trials and difficulty of this world we live in. This call, this way of life, it is not a distant memory, something only reflected on crosses of jewelry and on display. It is immediate, and it is real, and it's not an easy way of living. Walking the way of Jesus, we will always be a bit out of step with the world around us, knowing what faith is all about, and what it costs. Our central purpose as a church and as a people of this church is to lift up the cross, letting the light of Christ's life, death, and resurrection shine into the world. The light shines as we love one another, and it shows others that we are his disciples. And as God's people, We are called to go out and gather others to us and to speak up and stand for the least and the lost and the lonely, to speak up and stand against systemic oppression of others, 
to speak up and stand for the women and children in our world who are living lives of hunger or desperation or in fear from war or violence, to speak up and stand for those who are marginalized or oppressed because of the color of their skin, religion, sexual identity, race. So on this Sunday, we remember the cross but not as an instrument of death, but as a sign of God's victory. A victory that was already won in the very life of Jesus. The cross is a symbol of a love that cannot be defeated by anything or anyone. The cross forever, a symbol of God's presence, a love that identifies with the powerless and the least and the lost a love that is world-changing, earth-shattering, and all-encompassing. When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to me. We all have received God's promise of love and his blessing. We are heirs to the kingdom of God. And we need to remember that we carry the sign of God's love with us wherever we go. The sign of the cross was sketched on our foreheads when we were baptized, marking us forever as Christ's own. So today, when we walk out through the great doors into the world, let us walk together, living our lives as Jesus lived, sharing the love that has been so freely bestowed on all of us. By doing this, we, we become a living symbol of God's divine love in this world. Our very lives showing the world exactly what kind of God we believe in and what difference it makes that we believe. Amen.